<laughs> so listen, this going to be an episode about reminiscing. This is me in 2001. podcast contains explicit language. I have a place to have a mic in my hand. Without that, it's like kryptonite and Superman. Seven times out of ten, we listen to our podcast at night. Thus spawns the title of this program. Facade Podcast Fam, what's up? <laughs> Hey, man, it is so good to be back on this G mic. It's been a minute. Getting ready to hit the comedy club after this. Test out some material. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So I got this bit, right? So sidebar, I got this bit about why come we don't apply like the the drinking thing, right? So we know when we go out, I'm, we got a one, like I, I'm the designated driver because I don't like to drink and drive. That, so that ain't my thing, right? And so I see some, some, some stuff this weekend, man, it made me think like, how, how can we apply that to like dating, right? Like, you know, we got to have like a, a two drink minimum to get in some places. And my boys was moving around this, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> extra comfortable with some white women that I know. And I was like, whoo. <laughs> Man. I know, hey, uh, some places might have a, a two white girl minimum. <laughs> but in this era, boy, that outcome might look extra, extra crazy. <laughs> so... I'm finna get on this mic and do some things in this comedy space, yeah. But that ain't what we talk about. This this gonna be a reminisce facade podcast, right? Oh, so that was me, yeah, getting it in. When I was with HNSC. Oh man, I killed, I smashed that verse. But I was, yeah, I was, I was a little, I was a little perturbed <laughs> back in the day. It's like 20 years ago. Uh, so I, your boy can spit. People's asking, hey, how you feel like you qualified to talk about? That's how I hear him. How you feel like you qualified to talk about hip hop so much you ain't never contributed to the man? Y'all better download that HNNC. I was going nuts. Oh, now I was just raw. I was raw with it back in the day. I, I had moved on from my gospel rap days as enlightenment and being in divine words, rapping about just God. I was I was young in my spiritual walk, and I was just I was protected. So I, I had I didn't have any scars or bruises in life. And then I got out there, and you know I saw the world for what it was, and shit. It, sh it shifted my perspective as an MC with topics I talk about. So yeah, I just got to some other things, right? And so yeah, that that was my. Only had one album, Head Clinic. It was dope. I loved it. I, I participated. I was the MC. I was the Snoop Dogg to the Dr. Dre. You know, you dig? And so anyway, oh, I digress. This is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me. The professor, the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the ones who seeks to be understanding while I'm understanding. <laughs> 
Yeah, all are welcome. Now, my nerd don't always translate well, so bear with me. Now, check it out. For those of you first-time listeners to the Facade Podcast, we had a spike in listenership this weekend, so I don't know what happened, but people been listening, and I love it and appreciate it extra much. So if you are a, a potty, it's kind of like a foodie, I call it a potty. So if you're a potty, P-O-D-D-I-E, like me, I listen to like six podcasts per week. I'll be on it, right? Because I got I to gotta take in information. I don't really watch TV anymore. I want to hear a specific niche of, of thoughts that I want to engage in, right? So that's what the purpose of, the po- of a podcast should be, right? So if you're first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the Facade Podcast. It's good to hear you. Here's what you're going to get. This is the format. Now, I'm going to do five random topics that seemingly ain't connected but in my mind they are connected because remember when you hear this random to you but i didn't put it together for six days before we dropped it right second thing is therapy exercise so i'm gonna give you my therapy exercise as given to me by my therapist which is why i created the podcast uh the third thing is either or neither nor then we get into what we're not gonna do and talking about, which is y'all DM me questions, and we got a good one today. And then I answer the question, and then the last one is the detangle, right? So we really got five sections. I'm thinking about expanding. Y'all give me some feedback, which y'all think I want to hear about, and, you know, I get into it, into it. So we five minutes and 31 seconds in. I'm a son of hip-hop, right? I'm a professor. I'm a lot of different things, got a lot of different titles. But this weekend, man, <laughs> I went to my class reunion. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's been a while since I kicked it on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's been a while, man, since I consumed. <laughs> Ooh, I think my head is still hurting. I think I got a headache right now. I might have a headache right now. I might, I might, I might have had a half a gallon of Ducey this weekend. I hate to say it, that's terrible. But the brand ain't terrible. So shout to Jay-Z and Ducey. Yeah, shout to Roy. Yeah, from the Joe Budden Podcast with the Ducey. Shout to them. But hey, man, it was a great weekend, even if I do say. <laughs> man. So I went to my class reunion. Got to see some folks that I ain't seen in a minute. Here's my question to all you married guys. There's a lot of married guys that came to the family class reunion, and they was extra stiff. (laughs) So I'm a protocols guy, right? And so because I'm a protocols guy, I be thinking about, you know, what, how, what's what's the protocols for, like, hugging? Well, like, what's the, what's the, the, Protocols for that, you know, because I met some people this weekend, you know, and their wives was extra friendly. <laughs> you know, I ain't seen their wives in a minute. We went to school together. They was getting introduced. Hey, it's the first time. I ain't heard this in a while. Oh, Brian. Oh, it's good to see you. Come here. Come give me a hug. Yeah, they just jumping into my lap. Jumping onto my, jumping into my arms. I'm sorry, not on my lap. Jumping on my lap into my arms, right in front of their husbands. And I'm like, oh! At first, I was excited. Oh, hey, girl, it's good to see you come here. Grab a real close. But then, you know, I looked. I was in the moment, and then I looked to the right. You know, my periphery. I got the Warby Parker glasses, so my periphery vision is. 
prestigious. So I looked to the right and I was like, oh, every time I did it, they husband was extra hot. <laughs> they looked like they had, they wanted some Mayweather Pacquiao heat off in there, right? They was extra hot. And it got me to thinking like each time I, to all the women I saw this weekend, if you hug me and it seemed like my hug wasn't extra loving, like the first woman that I saw that I hugged, if you talk to her, she got the extra, you know, she got the extra, she might have been excited about that hug after we after the embrace ended, right? But the last one I hugged, yeah, if you was there with your husband, you got the you got the pat on the back hug. Like, hey, how you doing? You got actually you got the side hug. The side hug. Cause it was that first hug. Woo! That was she double cuffed me under my arms straight up. If we'd have turned our faces together, we'd have been kissing hugged. That was that first one. But that last, that last person I seen, that you just got a pat on the back out the door. I barely even acknowledged you because, you know, your husbands. The husbands be angry. So I don't know what the, what's the protocols for hugs, right? When you got a husband, ladies. I need y'all to let me know, cause you know I don't want I don't want to have your husband going through the wire to the limit, cause I wired his mouth shut, cause I've been doing CrossFit and I will wire your husband's mouth shut, all of it, just braces braces galore. I don't want to do that. I don't want you to use your so insurance sidebar. Insurance is the only thing that you pay for that you really don't want to use, right? So you pay every single month to make sure that when something go bad, that they take care of it for you. And I get that. I appreciate that. And I don't want your husband to have to use his dental insurance because y'all ain't had a pre-discussion about these how the hug's going to be. Like, I think a woman who's married or a woman that got a boyfriend before you go out in your space where you're going to see guys that you used to hang out with, you should say, hey, honey, like, uh, so this is how I hear her saying it. Hey, honey, uh, uh, I'm going to see some, some of my classmates that I haven't seen in a while or some coworkers. And, you know, I, I'm excited about seeing them. So we're going to be embracing. And I don't want you to get, you know, to be insecure like you normally aren't. <laughs> Because them's the ones, the dude that ain't normally insecure, he be the one that's actually insecure during them moments, right? And I was looking at Extra Fly, so I know he was hella insecure. And then people, was, all the, they was, hey, this is Dr. Hoskins. Again, I'm cool with that because I am Dr. Hoskins. But we out kicking it. We at the video game place or wherever we was at. Uh, we was, So the first night, we went to this video game place. And then after that, we went to, uh, where did we go after that? We went to a video game place. Then we went to, uh, man, where did we go after that? It's all one night. It's all one uh, long night. No, Waffle House. Yeah, because Waffle House is trash. Sidebar, if you put hot grease on your stomach at 2.30 in the morning, like however your stomach responds to you, if you got something running down your leg, <laughs> if you got something running down your leg shortly after that, that's on you. Don't do that. I eat from 12 to 2. Intermittent fasting, 16 hours a day, I don't eat. I don't eat after 8 p.m. because it ain't good for my stomach. Your boy down to 212. When I get down to 205, I'm teaching with my shirt off. But anyway, I digress. That's how I spend my weekend. I hung out, you know, with some people I, I love to see. So here's what I love about my weekend, right? So this to all the white listeners out there. The white students that I went to high school with, they some of the coolest white people on earth. Right, because they still the same. Like they ain't nervous. When I meet white women that ain't been around black men, yeah. <laughs> like your your withdrawnness makes me nervous. Like don't be if you nervous, like be nervous, but don't show me that you're nervous. Cause that's gonna make me nervous that I ain't gonna know how to act. 
But the white women that I went to high school with, oh, man, they hella cool. The white dudes, hella cool. We're going to be doing some kicking it. Uh, yeah, this coming up. You know, sometimes you got to, you can't wait. Look at that five years, ten years go by. You know, you want to hang out with people, hang out with them while you can. Class reunion is the perfect way to do it. Anyway, so shout out to John Marshall High School Bears. My classmates, it was great to see y'all. I'm going to be in touch with some of y'all because some of y'all was extra stank with your nose in the air, and I ain't going to hear from you again. You ain't going to hear from me again. <laughs> Sorry, because you hella stank, and I don't got, really got nothing to say to you, which is why I didn't talk to you that night. So anyway, stop podcast. First topic. I'm sorry. We 12 minutes and 34 seconds here. First topic. Text dating. So, here's what I want to do. So, I do observations. I observe society. It's been, I spent the last six weeks gathering data, going into public places where people sit and text the whole time. Not that I'm the robber type, but sidebar. If I wanted to get everybody, I could rob a whole place. Because when I go in a place to go eat, like uh, Urban Bricks, that's one of my favorite places. They make gluten-free pizzas. I'm on that gluten-free pizza because it's extra good and it's healthy for my body, right? And so, but when I walk in, it's 16 people in there. They all got their heads down looking at their phones. Ain't nobody talking. Ain't nobody interacting. So I thought of something. I was like, maybe I should create a situation where we can have a date night and it's just text dating. No conversations allowed. All you can use is emojis and gifts. That's it. I think that would be bomb. Well, you you go in, right, and everybody, you just do you go from table to table to table. That way, everybody exchanges numbers, right? And you can block who number that you don't want, but you sit back to back and you text in silence. I don't, so I don't know if I should be like hip-hop text day night. Like, I can make it, like, themed. Hip-hop, so I'm playing beats. I don't want to hear nobody talking because y'all don't talk to each other no way. Or I could play uh punk, yep, rock and roll. Who, who did, did the Dookie album? Green Leaf? No, I'm thinking about the TV show. Green Day. That's it, that's it, yeah. Green Day, I can have a punk night. I can have a uh, rock and roll night. Like, I can have, uh, play Meatloaf. Uh, uh, what, was, what was Kurt Cobain's group? Teen, teen Spirit? <laughs> no, that was the name of the song, man. Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. Yeah, I can do that, right? We can rock it out. We can play, uh, what's your guy? Uh, Lil Nas X, shout out to Lil Nas X for breaking Mariah Carey's record most consecutive weeks, number one on the billboard. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, but I can play Country Rap Night, I guess. Let <laughs> me just keep, keep playing his song over and over again. Like, I saw that. I think people would appreciate that because I'm an introvert, right? And if I was dating a woman, I could sit down back to back and just text her whatever I wanted to text and she would respond. Oh, man. That'd be dope. I would like that. Back-to-back texting, keep your hair up, though. Yeah, because if you got lice, yeah, black people put grease on their hair. So, I, you know, I don't want your hair touching mine if you don't put grease on your hair. But other than that, we could do that. I think that would be dope for the introverts. Even the introverts. Like, everybody don't want to hear you talking. And I get that. Some people just talk. I hear women, my women friends, they be like, hey, I went out on a date. And the dude, we was on a date for 72 minutes, and the dude talked 74 minutes. <laughs> like he was talking as he was walking to his car Talking to himself So I get that Some people don't want to talk I don't want to hear everything you got to say But you got to ask yourself Should it What should be said Right And should I be saying it Ask myself that all the time Some topics don't need to be broached by me Like I don't need to be talking about those topics So I don't talk about those topics I keep it moving Extra moving right and So I think that would be a good Texting dating Texting dating 
like speed text dating. That'd be dope. Uh, I think <laughs> I've been thinking about that speed text dating. I, I'm, I think I'm gonna start that uh, here in my city. I think I'm gonna start that. Topic two. Whoo. So car for sale. Y'all know you been listening. My car got totals like five, six weeks ago by my daughter who's 16. Ice she called and interrupt the podcast seemingly all the time. So I've been looking for a car. I had to drive from here to Oklahoma City for this weekend so I can hang out with my classmates. So I'm driving. I go through Crosbyton, some small places, and I see what looks like to be a 1968 Cadillac Tudo drop top. Woo! <laughs> I had to pull over. That's how hot it looked. Now, I'm mindful. In some places, there's sundown towns. For those of you who don't know what a sundown town is, it's the place that when the sun go down, if you black in that town when the sun go down, you're going to be a dangling Negro simple. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a take on uh, dangling participle for all those writers out there. But anyway, uh, that's what you're going to be. So it was about, what time we get there? We got there about 5.30. So I pulled over about... 2.30, so we ain't, we ain't to Wichita Falls yet. In, in this space, there's just little bitty houses out there in a nice car. So I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I paced about it. I thought about it. I was like, hey, what I'm going to do? So I, I walked out there. I walked up there, and I knocked on the door and stepped off the porch back, like, into the street almost. And the door, a shotgun, <laughs> peeks through the door, the crack of the door, right, and it comes down, and I said, I want to know if this car is for sale. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I don't know if this car is for sale. And the person, I never seen their face. Through the door, they said, no, that car ain't for sale. But if it was, how much would you want for it? <laughs> I was like, well, if you lift the shotgun up, I could probably come up with something. So they lifted the shotgun up just a little. And I was like, well, based on the look of it, what year is it? And they was like, 1969 Cadillac. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see it's a Cadillac. It looks nice. Uh, I can't see inside of it, so I don't know if the seats are ripped up or where all the rust is necessarily, but does it start? And the voice, who was a male voice, said, yeah, it runs nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I got about $5,000. And the person was like, nah, that wouldn't be enough if I wanted to sell it. That's what I heard him saying. Nah, that wouldn't be enough. <laughs> well, that sounds like me saying it through the door. But I was I was on the street. I wasn't in the house. But that's how I kind of heard him say it. And they was like, nah, that wouldn't be enough. And I was like, okay, thanks for the opportunity. And they were like, yeah, get off my property. <laughs> so I walked back slow as possible, got in the car, and drove off. <laughs> and when I tell you I was scared as hell the whole time <laughs> but the car was so dope that car was dope yeah it was drop top I wish I could have I wish he would have sold it to me I think it was a he uh, could have been a woman that had a you know real bad day or she, you know she was had the gravelly voice in the morning or whatever I don't know what it was but that was a nice car I want to do a social experiment. I want to I want to take one of my white friends from the class reunion and have him go up there. Bet they'll sell it. Ooh, I bet they'll sell it. He, I bet he wouldn't get no shotgun. He'd probably get asked in for tea and crumpets. <laughs> well, maybe not tea and crumpets. This is Texas, West Texas. So he'd probably get invited in for uh, 
brisket and uh, lemonade. Yeah, brisket and lemonade. That's probably what he get invited in for. But yeah, that was that was it. Like I'm I'm all about capitalism. I know some people be hating on the capitalism, but I'm I'm all for the capitalism. You got to get it in. I, I sidebar. So I seen Kamala Harris release this piece about uh when she get president, she gonna make it where you can uh get loans to do your business, help HBCUs and black uh scholars was slamming it. <sighs> This is a this is a message to black scholars from a black scholar. If you ain't never done what you're critiquing, be quiet, <laughs> please. Like I, we don't want to hear what you got to say. Don't. Some people are creating ideas. Some ideas gonna be trash. Some ideas not. I keep saying I voted for George Bush because of No Child Left Behind. Right? I wasn't voting for uh, my man Gore because he snitched on he. You know, he had a snooty nose towards Clinton. That was his boy because of the Monica Lewinsky thing. If you can't be loyal to your mans, I can't vote for you. But No Child Left Behind was a great, it was a great idea by George Bush. It just never was funded properly because of 9-11. So Kamala Harris, she got some ideas. Put the ideas out there. Speaking of which, the debate is tonight. But guess what? I'm recording the Facade Podcast, so I ain't going to watch it. I watch the talks after this because after I get leave from here, I'm going to the comedy club to dust my hands off. Then I'm going to go home and watch the recap of the recap with Don Lemon. Anyway, so hey, I thought it was a great idea for me to ask for this car, but he wasn't selling it, clearly. But he asked me conversation, conversational questions like he might have been selling it. Yeah, but he wasn't selling it to me. <laughs> you dig to me. Number three. Hey, Siri. I love Siri. You know why? Because Siri ain't Alexa. You know why? Because Alexa is smarter than Siri and more accurate than Siri. Siri just kind of aloof, but cool, right? So I figured out how to program into Siri whatever you wanted to say, right? So like, for instance, I program in this sentence right here because <laughs> I'm in Texas. Siri, well, actually, so I, I got a way where you can touch. So on iPhone X, you can touch it. So is it iPhone 10, iPhone X, sidebar. Because they made it. It was the ninth version of the iPhone, but it was the 10th anniversary of Apple. Think about that. And so my Siri says, you have a call from Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, that's how I hear it talking. You have a call from. So here's another thing. So when I go into Siri and try to program the sounds, black woman voice ain't, ain't, a, ain't a topic. It ain't a choice for me. I need black woman voice. That's that's the, the voice that I want. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna do black woman voice because I don't. I know what it sounds like. But if I did, it would sound sexist. <laughs> so, so I'm not gonna do it. But I would love black woman voice as an option for Siri. But that's what my Siri says, right? And I've used that. So I've used that to when I was getting pulled over by police officers. I got pulled over. So hey, where you headed? Where you going? What you doing on this side of town? You have a call from Governor Greg Abbott. Now, keep in mind, my phone is in my hand. I didn't push record when I get pulled over. But when I push the button on the side, it plays it through my car that I used to have over the loudspeakers on the inside before it got totaled. It says that, right? And I had a police officer say, oh, well, just watch your speed. Uh, take your call from the governor. <laughs> so if you don't know, Governor Greg Abbott is the Republican governor of the state of Texas. Woo! That got me off. That got me out some faculty meetings that I wasn't trying to be in. The meeting was too long. So here's the thing. If you're a faculty member and your faculty meeting's over two hours long, yeah, some, you need some counseling. What you got to talk about is more than two hours. 
Don't do it. I don't want to be there. On the on the hundred and twenty first minute, you have a call from Governor Greg Abbott. Is what y'all gonna hear on extra loud? And I'm gonna say, oh, excuse me, I got to go. <laughs> And, I, and I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna walk out my meeting, right? So Siri, that was my. That's my third topic. I kind of love Siri, but I didn't really love her because she kind of aloof. She don't really answer the question. Good question. Like Alexa answered the question. Oh, sidebar. So I got the HomePod. Man, that speaker. So Alexa is great. But it don't thump like that HomePod. That HomePod extra thump. It's not like two bold speakers. Is it in that one speaker? Because it's surround sound? Man. Oh, I answer my calls through the HomePod. I play my music through the HomePod. I listen to podcasts through the HomePod. Like it's extra thumping. And it's just Siri on tap like water. So I love Siri. That, that was a part of me bringing that, that third topic up. Siri is great. Get to your phone. You can program it to say a whole lot of things. Some of which you shouldn't say. That I, you know, sometimes you got hey. Yeah, and, well, yeah. Anyway, yeah, fourth topic. <laughs> this ain't a joke for my stand-up. But what do you call somebody who's suffering from lying? <laughs> Not the Lion King. That, that was a nice try. <laughs> I think they got diabetes. <laughs> And before y'all say that's corny, how many people do y'all know that lie all the damn time, right? So I went to my class reunion again, and there was some people that I know personally that was lying. <laughs> they was lying about how prestigious their lives are, about how much money they got, about how many women they've been with, about just this all kind of things. Just lying. You don't have to lie. I know what it is. I know. Like my man knows your man's girl's man. So I know. Me and my boys, we did the huddle up. We got the class reunion four weeks out. We was doing the prequel to the meeting. Like, we go, we did the homework on all the people that came. Well, not some of them didn't come. But we did the, we did the homework. So we knew who you was, what you was doing, how you living, who you, you know, your wife's girlfriend's girl. Like, we knew all that. We did the research. So when you were standing in front of us lying, we was laughing. At you, not with you, because it was funny. <laughs> and I ain't even a Jones. You ain't got to keep up with me. Just just live in the, get in the cut where you at. Do the iodine thing. I stay in the cut where I'm at. I I do my thing with my resources, right? I, that's what I do. And so it was just, <laughs> it was extra funny, man. Y'all got diabetes. Some of y'all, y'all got it. And y'all need to stop. We need to get you some help real quick. Get you, need to take a dose of truth. <laughs> Take a dose of truth, cause you don't have to lie. I accept you, what you doing? Like some, like my man Dre was like, hey, some people ain't coming to the uh, reunion. It's only a uh, hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, why? That ain't nothing. We're gonna eat three times and we gonna kick it. And he was like, yeah, man, but some people they, you know, graduate from my class. They working at Payless Sushi Store, uh, Walmart, and Sonic, you know, or Sonic and, I, and Sonic. And I was like, well, man. What that they ashamed? What that mean? I mean, you working at Walmart, Payless, and Sonic? <laughs> That's three jobs. <laughs> I used to have enough money to do it. Plus, it's six months out, man. If you were to save $25 a month, six months out, you'd have had the $150, right? So, this is for all the people that came to the class reunion, that came to the free stuff because you didn't want to pay. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, be frugal, but don't be cheap. 
There's a difference. Don't don't do that. Cause I want to see some of y'all that I ain't seen in a minute, and y'all didn't come through. Even though y'all texting me asking me, are you going to the events? Don't do that. Just just come through next time. Ain't nobody gonna judge you. Just come through. But I'm gonna figure out a, a, a cure for diabetes. If some of y'all got an idea what that of how we can fix diabetes, let's do that. Cause I know some people that suffer from it extra bad. Topic five. So I was thinking about this, right? About the internet. About so I watched uh, the Great Hack. Right, and the great hack was about uh about this this entity that created these uh Cambridge Analytica. They said they had five thousand data points on every citizen, and it made me think about my parents. Like they eighty one, and they uh seventy seven, and they uh sixty eight. And I was thinking, man, like they ain't on social media, so they probably got they don't got a digital footprint. Like, can't nobody, know, people don't know their habits, they don't know their buying habits, they don't know their reading habits, they don't know where they go, how they influenced by likes or dislikes or clicks or no clicks, like, they don't know, it's like they never was born in this digital age. And so it got me to thinking, like, why do people interact on, like, if the internet is the way that you are a full person, like, you, like you, your self-esteem is, is tied directly into the internet. Like, how many clicks you get? Like, how many... Likes or hearts or whatever that you don't that you don't get right, and so I, me I hate communicating via the internet. I ask people all the time when they give me their number, are you a texter or a talker? Cause I'm from a tech I'm from a talk era. I don't really like texting, right? It goes back to Pulp Fiction, right? When, when my man Sam Jack said, "Why would you text somebody so you could call and ask them personally?" Like I'm for that right there. Can can we just have a conversation about whatever? Right, and plus I can't I can't interpret your tone through a text, right? So even though I do think text dating would be dope, I prefer like the internet to me is a space where I go for information. It's not a space why why my self esteem is attached to it, right? And plus I'm still trying to figure out gifts. Like I so I, you so if you go on your phone or Facebook, I think it's some type. It's got to be a racist algorithm. <laughs> Or a sexist algorithm, and ain't nothing racist or sexist funny about that. But when I type in ghetto, like it put up, it picks up, it's pictures of black people first, like it's pictures of black people. I don't like that. So if I type in swimming, I get that swimming is in action. It's you know I'm doing swimming, so I should see people swimming when I type in at the GIF, right? But if I type in ignorant. I shouldn't see black people. Like, that's racist to me. Like, it, even though being ignorant is something you do. Because <laughs> some people are ignorant. I get that. You do ignorant. But it's not a people. Like, why black people, why pictures of black people got to come up when you type in ignorant? Like, I don't get that. So, it's, it's the algorithm. I think the algorithm is racist. Like, whoever programmed it, I, I want to look into that. Because, you know, my communication, I, I never had a visual associated with my words. So if I'm 20 years old, I use gifts to communicate, right? So if I type in stressed, you might see somebody with the, the head, uh, massaging their head or, or top of their head blowing off. Or sad or crying, you're going to see people crying in the GIF, right? I get that. But you, I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to work through what the GIFs mean because I don't know what it means sometimes. When you hit me with the GIF, I don't know if it doesn't say which word you typed in. So I may not know. It's, I'm, it's lost on me sometimes. It's lost in communication. I, I don't be understanding it. So that, that's why I brought it up. Like that's that's my fifth topic. Like if it is who you are, your fullness of person to be found on the internet. I hope not, man. 
If y'all, if it is, when y'all see me, I'll give you a hug. Because that's sad. Like, I don't want you to kill yourself. Like, I be thinking about cyberbullying. Like, people kill themselves because I think they full person is tied into the internet and interacting with people. Man, I don't give a... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care what y'all think about me or what y'all got to say to me. Right? So, that, that don't impact me. The internet, because my fullness ain't about... 20% of me is tied into the internet. Because that's why I go to get my news. Some of it, like, I want to see the conservative and, and liberal perspectives on life, my hip-hop sources, like all that stuff. So, that's why I use the internet. It, it don't shape who I am as a person. I'm already who I am as a person. Anyway, side podcast. We're 32 minutes in. What y'all doing? Yay, yay. Therapy exercise. So, my therapist, she was like... I got a question for you. I was like, what's your question for me? She was like, who's your top five most overrated hip-hop MCs? Ooh. I was like, top five? She said, yeah, top five most overrated MCs. And so this is my number five. And I don't want nobody getting mad, but this is definitely my number five right here. Hot chicken in your average, pop a twist, capping off fifth feet. Tips to my hooligans in Brooklyn. Biggie there at night. Since days of under rules, never lose, never choose to. Bruce Crusoe. Yeah, yeah. And so for you, for you getting your feelings. <laughs> so Biggie is my number five, right? Biggie did soccer fish two albums deep. So even though ready to die. Came out in 1994. It was actually dope. I get it. Life After Death, the follow-up sequel, which is a double CD. Shouldn't have been. He should have just picked the hottest 13 joints and he'd have had a classic. But he did extras too much. He didn't have to do it like Tupac. You don't do a MCs. Don't do a double CD. You're not hot enough. Drake learned his lesson. Scorpion was trash. It had about seven heaters and, and about seven mediocres and about seven flops. So don't do it. It's no, it's no need to do it. Just just give it. Biggie only got two albums. So when people be saying who's the greatest MCs, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, only East Coast people say that. I don't know nobody from Mississippi or nobody from uh, the LBC or nobody from Miami or nobody saying that. They don't say it because two albums ain't long enough. Biggie's body of work ain't long enough for him to be considered the greatest. To me, yeah, he ain't in my top ten MCs. Biggie, he's cool. He's cool. He's, he's one of East Coast's greatest MCs. But he ain't. Yeah, he's in my top five. He's number five of my top rate, overrated MCs. And this person right here is definitely number four. Oh, oh. Uh, uh. Break. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm aware of Soldier Boy Legacy, right? So Soldier Boy came out in 07. SoldierBoyTellem.com. Crank that was on that. And then Kiss Me Through the Phone came out. Soldier Boy, tell him. Regular, regular, 2008. Kiss Me Through the Phone came out. Yeah, that was t that was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Soldier Boy got a one hot album every 10 year average. And that's so lame. 
But cats be like Soldier Boy, tell him. He's the man. He's the he created the hot. He's the guy. Like young cats. You you catch somebody's 25, they be like, Soldier Boy is the man. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not the man. And so I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't get the Soldier Boy to love. Can't get it to him. And this person right here, woo, extra, extra not. He's extra overrated, but he's just number three on my list. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that Jadakiss, some people are going to be like, hey, how you going to say that about Jadakiss? Top five overrated. Listen, so it's like it's like the NC2As. Like, if you're on the bracket, if you're on the East bracket, and it's a lot of a lot of hard teams on that side, like, your rank going to be differently. Like, Jadakiss, so I get. Kiss the game goodbye dropped in 01. It was hot. Kiss a death drop, it was Cool, I can make an argument that it was almost as good, but I don't think it is. The last kiss, that dropped in 09, right? And so I get it. Like Jada Kiss, he got a body of work. He the hottest in the locks, hands down. But East Coast MCs, man, I don't know if he in my top 15 of East Coast MCs. Yeah, it's a whole lot of East Coast MCs hotter than Jada Kiss. And so I'm like, hey, you know, he to me, he's overrated in, in his in his rank of, of MCs, like, he's overrated to me. And I get it. His associations, East Coast people love him. Most of my people on this list is from the East Coast, right? Because East Coast MC, the East Coast arrogance of hip-hop makes them rank East Coast MCs hotter. For instance, you got, uh, who's hot? Uh, Lupe Fiasco. Man, he'll, he'll murder. He'll murder Biggie. He'll murder uh, Jadakiss. He'll murder Styles P. Uh, hey, I can make the argument that Lupe is he a murder Nas. Yeah, I love Nas, but Nas only got one classic album, and that was the first one. Like Jay-Z said, Nas got a one hot album every 10-year average, and that's so lame. <laughs> so, you know, it's a lot of MCs on the East Coast, they overrated just because they from the East Coast. Like, if they was from, you know, Atlanta, people wouldn't even talk about them at all. And so that's, yeah, that's that's my number three. This is my number two MC. He should be number one, but I'm going to give him number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Talib Kweli. Let, let me be clear. Talib Kweli is a Scotty Pippen to Most Def being Jordan. I think the only reason why, so Most Def by himself, 
Solo MC, he would have been nice, extra nice, right? He, he's like Black Thought. He ain't as good as Black Thought, but he's like Black Thought to me. Like, they in that similar space. But Talib, to me, got the rings. He get the acknowledgement because, you know, I mean, his work with high tech is cool, right? But, yeah, his association with most deaf, him being, a, you know, connected to most deaf is the reason why I think people be like, Talib Kweli is a high. I never heard nobody say, Talib Kweli is the top five MC. <laughs> never. So he get the, he get the extra love because of the most deaf association. And, you know, hey, I respect Talib Kweli 100%. Like, you know, he he been in the game for a minute, right? But I just uh, I, he don't, I, I just don't, I don't be like Talib Kweli is the man to me. That's just me. You know, he his work is good, right? The, just to get by, that was a hot single. But I ain't, you know, been just fiending for Talib Kweli. Quality came out in 02. Eardrum came out in 07. Eardrum was nice. I mean, The Beautiful Struggle was my favorite Talib Kweli album. Came out in 04. I mean, that was dope. But, yeah, Most Def is the reason why he's hot. To me, the reason why he's hot. But my number one all-time MC that's overrated, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Eminem. Yeah. Number one most overrated MC ever on earth. So that verse on Renegade right there is Eminem's best bars ever in life. Right? He was spitting next to Hove, so he had to bring the heat. Some people say he sunned Hove on that joint. It's close to a tie on that. It's close. I give Hove the edge at the lean at the tape. Right? But yeah, Eminem. So I get it. Eminem. His, his discography to me, Slim Shady LP, 99, Marshall Mathers LP. That's his greatest album to me, 2000. That joint is a bona fide classic. Eminem show, 2002, it was cool. But after that, it's just a whole bunch of rambling to me. And man, when I tell you the stanzas online for Eminem, man, you think he created hip hop. <laughs> And I'm here to tell you, his stand, hey, Eminem's ice ain't colder. I want my hip hop decolonized, right? Like I like I love search, MC search, Beastie Boys. I get it. They respected the game. I get it. I ain't never heard Eminem say the N word. But come on, man. <laughs> it's like the Justin Timberlake. Because, hey, here's what happens. You take a, a MC that's cool or somebody that's cool, right? But if they was black, you'd be saying, ah, they cool, right? So Timberlake, Justin Timberlake got on because of Timberland. Eminem got on because of Dre. Uh, Izzy Zelia got on because of T.I. Like, it's a list of uh, black people that brought white people into the culture. And they was cool. I respect Eminem. He's a cool MC. But, yeah, most overrated ever. 
on my top, my top five. Five is Biggie, four is Soldier Boy, three is uh, Jadakiss, two is Talib Kweli, and number one, most overrated MC ever is Eminem. Woo, and we 43 minutes in. Man, I feel like we just coasting. I feel like we coasting. I mean, y'all know what it is. It, it, it is what it is. It's the either or segment. I'm finna get into it. So, either or. This is my either, right? So, gift cards, right? So, if you get a gift, if you get a gift card for me, it's only going to be $1 or $5 on it. <laughs> I'm telling you now. You better off asking me for cash out or asking me to hand you money out my wallet. Because if I get your gift card, and this this going to sound crazy, right? So I'm for gift cards. So if you want to buy somebody a gift card from, uh, I don't know, Sonic or, I mean, like, gift cards are usually associated with food, right? So I, I'm never going to hand you a Best Buy gift card with $500 on it. That ain't going to happen. I don't care. If I made a million dollars a year, it wouldn't happen. Or, I mean, it, you know, it's like some people go to, uh, where people be going? Uh, Olive Garden, which is trash. Uh, or, or, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I don't want to hate. People go where they go to eat. You know, TGIF, Fridays, I only go there for the for the fries with the smothered cheese, pepper jack cheese. I love it. Those are great. rest of that menu is trash. And so, yeah, like gift certificates, gift cards. Sorry, I'll give you a gift card. But I think a gift card is just like, it should just pay for, like, your entree. That's what it should be. Like, I shouldn't give you a $50 gift card so you can get a whole meal. Like, if I get you a gift card at a place where I would go eat, yeah, $50, you're going to, yeah, you, hey, I'm I'm for gift cards, but I'm not going to give you a gift card that's more than $1 or $5 on it. Because I want you to be like, hey, oh, he, he bought my, you know, tiramisu, or he paid for my, you know, cream pie puff cake, whatever you eating on. Like, it's the, it's the appetizer or the dessert. That's the purpose of the gift card, to book in. I'm giving you the beginning or I'm giving you the end. The gift card ain't to give you the middle. Yeah, I'm not doing that for you. I'm, I care about you. You get a gift card. If your kid get a gift card, because this is what I do, and I, I ain't heard nobody say nothing about it, but if your kid graduated from high school and you got a gift card for me, yeah, if your kid tried to get a whole meal or... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they was utterly disappointed if, if they went for me. Like, you should be able to use my gift cards. So I don't know if I would give you the, blank, like, just like the regular one. You know, your kid could get maybe $5 worth of gas at the gas station or, you know, some, you know, a margarita. On Margarita Tuesdays, you go on the Fuzzies. I got that margarita for you because it's $5 on that gift card. That's what the gift card is for. People be acting like the gift card is for, you know, the whole meal. I'm not putting $100 on a gift card and handing it to you. If you graduated from college, I don't care what you did. I'm not doing it. Ask me for the money or the cash out. That's to me. Like a gift card is like going to the fair. Like I think the fair, like if I, I realized I didn't go on vacation my whole life as a youth. I went to the fair. So, you know, in hindsight, I think the fair is, is for where people can afford to go that can't go on vacation. <laughs> So that's where I grew up at the fair. I like elephant ears. I like seeing the, the lady with the beard. I like seeing the snake that was, you know, 80 feet long. That was my thing. That was my vacation. Because we weren't going to Hawaii. We didn't have no passports. My parents was, you know, working class people. And so we got, they gave me everything I needed and some of what I wanted, right? But the fair was a spot. And the, the gift card to me, that's the fair. That ain't vacation. You want vacation, ask me for money direct or cash app, and I'll get it to you. But if you want to go to the fair, 
Yeah, ask me for the gift card. I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you the two fifty gift card or the $5 gift card. That's, that's just where I'm at. That's, that's who I am. I'm giving you the beginning or the ends. Like, I'm not giving you the middle. And the or, and so again, I went to my class reunion, and I heard a couple people, because of the, the, me and my boys, we talked about it, uh, this Me Too era is dangerous. And when you see women you ain't seen in a while, and they be extra comfortable with you, you know, and people be drinking drinks, I heard some conversations that I was like, man, if somebody's recording Me Too, all the people, had the people from my class reunion would have got fired. <laughs> If they played it back for their boss, right? So I talked to a couple of my boys, and they said to my or, I'm serious, unless you're playing. <laughs> That's the phraseology right there. Oh, really? Girl, I'm serious, unless you're playing. And so that's kind of like allegedly to me, right? Because you could be like, hey, I don't know what you're doing after this, you know, but you and your husband can fall through. You know, we can do whatever. And then when she look at you sideways, you could be like, uh, I'm serious, unless you playing. <laughs> you know? And I and I get that. I, I heard some all kind of stuff that was saying. I was like, oh, that's inappropriate. He should have said, I'm serious, unless you playing. And then she'd have been like, hey, her face would have changed. Or, or she'd have been like, hey, I ain't playing. And then he'd have been like, yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. I don't want to get fired or rolled up. But you, because you don't really know about people that you've been cool with, you can say things to people. Again, the white women that was that that was in my class reunion that I was cool with, I consider them safe, right? I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that to them. But I consider them safe, right? You can say that they look nice or whatever. They're not afraid of you because you're a black male, which was extra good for me. I was extra comfortable because I I was worried about it. I didn't know what to expect, but it was extra pleasant interactions, right? But hey. That was <laughs> not that I'm gonna use that statement. I'm serious unless you playing. But if I go out, like you know, like you don't like you don't know. You don't know. You don't know if women are playing or not. So if they playing, then you serious, right? But if they not playing, you ain't serious and you just don't wanna get if you if you approaching a me too moment, guys, hey, I'm serious, unless you playing. <laughs> That might get you out of getting fired, right? Or women, right? Because it's the same gender loving me twos out there. You know, or men to men, men to women, women to men. Like, hey, you might say something that's kind of off-putting until you say you got to look at their face and see their eyebrow go down and go up. You want to see their eyebrow go down and go up. Then you got to say, hey, I'm serious. Unless you playing. <laughs> oh, man, I heard some inappropriate stuff over the weekend. <laughs> But hey, the name, I ain't gonna even bring up the names because people gonna know who said what. So I ain't gonna bring up the names to, you know, that was to maintain the innocent. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. yeah anyway, um, so yeah, that was my either or. Like my either is gift cards. I'll get you a gift card for $5 or I'm serious. <laughs> Unless you playing, girl. Unless you playing, I would again. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so my neither nor. Let's transition out of that real fast. We 52 minutes in. My neither nor. So my neither nor is adult beverage snow cones. This is my neither. 
So we went to we so we went to the spot. I let me see let me see if I Google this spot again. Cause I'm finna put them on extra blast, right? Cause at first I was like, hey, that might be a good idea. But then I was like, nah, that's y'all extra trash for that. And so hold on. We went to a place called uh hold on, hold on. Flashback retro pub. So here's the deal. This is what this is why this is another protocol. One day I'm gonna have a show that's just all about protocols, but this is protocols for going out. You should have you at least something to drink before you go out. Cause if you're trying to catch a buzz, you don't want to have a buzz while you're driving because that's drinking and driving. But you know, you may be a little parched. So I might get a glass of Grand Marnier, not neat, couple ice cubes, because I want the ice to melt into the drink, right? To you know, dilute it a little bit so I can still drive, be coherent, get to the place. And then when I get a second drink, it's going to top me off. Like two, for me, two drinks is good, right? I'm good. And, but some people need more than that. So anyway, we go to this place. Uh, What's it again? I, oh, let me scroll down. Flashback Retro Pub. And it was the first time ever that I had a Hennessy snow cone. <laughs> That's how much ice was in it. So imagine, so I don't know if y'all growing up, some people had street ice, was a dude on the side of the street with the scrape thing. And then he get the ice, pack it down off in the cup, and then you be like, you know, uh, Terry, uh, Tiger's Blood, that's my favorite. So I picked Tiger's Blood, and he just pour it on there, and for you know it, it's shaped in a, in a, like a house, like a roof, and then you got a, a red, it's like a bright red snow cone, and it was hella sweet. That's probably about my, my A1C is 5.7 right now from eating all them damn snow cones. But growing up, but I was like, yeah, oh, this is great. So I get to the bar and I'm like, hey, what, you know, what y'all drinking? First sign, if you a bartender, if you a bar owner and you ain't got grandma yay as a choice for drinks, I'm going to walk back. I'm, I'm going to leave your venue. I'm telling all my boys, whoever I came with, we leave it because I associate that. And to me. Like, I didn't ask for McAllen 25. I just asked for Grandma Yay. Right? I didn't ask for Johnny Walker Blue. I didn't ask for Henry the 8th. Right? I didn't ask for that. I just asked for Grandma Yay. That's it. That's my drink of champions. I pinky up with that. I smoke sticks to that. With Grandma Yay, you ain't got that. I should have bounced. That was my first one in sign, but I didn't take it. I said, how you got Grandma Yay? The lady at the bar, that's how I heard her say it. She was like, no, we don't have Grandma Yay, sir. With a stank, she was stank. I thought she was part of the class reunion because she was stank. Because, again, it was the woman that I was stank. I won't say their names. And I was like, well, can I have some Hennessy then? And she was like, do you want it with Coke or not? And I was like, did I ask for it with Coke? No, I don't. So I see, I proceed to have, she makes an ice cone. She makes a snow cone right in front of me. And then pours the Hennessy in it. And I was like, can you, can I have it without this much ice? And she said, well, that, that's what my manager says. He, he wants ice to the top. And I was like, well, this ain't no damn snow cone place. This is a Hennessy snow cone. Don't nobody want that. I drank that one, hit, and it was $9. Basically, I paid for an ice, an ice, an icy. I paid for Hennessy icy, essentially. And then, so, sidebar, after that, I got to thinking. Two days later, when I had a clear head, I was like, man, it'd be nice if I had a, like, a, if I got a liquor license, Right? And I had an ice cream truck, but it was for adults. And when I go through the neighborhood, the adults come out their houses, and I make them whatever kind of Hennessy, snow cone, Ciroc, blue, blueberry, Ciroc, snow cone. I can make up a grandma, yay, snow cone. 
Moscow Mule, whatever your drink is, White Russian, I'm there. Bartender's line, license, liquor license. I got my, you know, alcohol snow cone truck. I think that would be dope. Because you usually when you go outside and you see people standing outside, they got the, uh, the, the truck, the food trucks. It'll never be no drink truck. And I think that might be dope in the summers. Yeah. So I'm copywriting that. So GoFundMe. I'm going to create a GoFundMe for an alcoholic snow cone. Well, no, no, I don't want to say alcoholic. <laughs> okay. So uh, pause that. I don't want alcoholics to come. So it ain't for you. Uh, maybe an al uh, alcohol snow cone truck. Yeah, alcohol. I think I think some some that you know get get linked snow cones something. I, I think something, but that, that's my that's my either. And this this right here, man. This, I'm sorry, that was my neither. This right here is my extra nor. Divorce, right? So I know some people, you know, like my parents been married. They eighty, my pops eighty one, mama seventy seven, right? And so they've been married 56 years, right? Hold on, I need some coffee. <sighs> they've been married 56 years, right? And so they got, you know, they in love still. It's a beautiful thing. I'm impressed. I'm proud for that to happen, right? But divorce, some they old school. So there ain't no divorce for them, right? But young people, like some people, they be like, yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm getting a divorce because I because they didn't like my Facebook page, my Facebook pictures. <laughs> or hey, why you got 31 likes on uh big old booty Centra on her Instagram? You be following her. I'm getting a divorce. You cheating like people do it. Here's the thing. Here's divorce. So divorce is my nor. I'm, I'm one of the, of the old school. Like I don't think you should get divorced, right? Like you married that person, you committed your life to that person. Stay with that person. But, caveat, it's two reasons. <laughs> and I talked about this before. It's two reasons. You should absolutely get a divorce. So the first reason you should absolutely get a divorce is if your spouse unsuccessfully attempted to murder you. Because <laughs> it's clear that they didn't want to be with you, right? But they were smart enough to figure out how to kill you. And so because they ain't smart enough, right? Like you could you could use the antifreeze and the drink. You wouldn't figure that out. You was almost dead, right? Or, you know, I watched enough CSI to know that. I seen an episode of that, right? Or you could, you know, chop somebody up, dispose of the body, you know, pour acid on, like whatever. I just watched enough NCISs to know what's going, thousands of ways to kill people. So that's the first thing. Somebody try to unsuccessfully kill you, divorce them, right? Whether you got kids or not. That's an example of don't stay for the kids. <laughs> like, you got to get out. How you gonna explain that to your kids? Well, you know, your daddy tried to kill me, but I love him, so I'm gonna stay. Yeah, you don't wanna teach that lesson to your kids. Like, that's that's one. But here's the second one. The second reason why you should get divorced, if, if your spouse have had sex with one of your parents, <laughs> Like, you got to get out. Please, divorce that person. Get out. Like, sever your ties with your, with your spouse and sever your ties with your parents, right? Because they both turned on you, and you didn't... <laughs> you, that would hurt. Like a, like a sibling, maybe you could stay with them, maybe. Like, I mean, no, I know some people, so I don't got no siblings, so this is for y'all. So maybe y'all can stay with them. Like, I know somebody in particular... Ooh, yeah, life meets art. Art meets life. It's, okay, I'm not going to talk about that. But, yeah, so, yeah. Parents, that's, so that's my, my nor. Like, to divorce. Don't get divorced. 
If you're young, and here, here's the thing. When you start relationships, young people, let me give you advice. Don't do this. My daddy told me, when you talk to a woman, you should have your don't do list with you and let her know these are the things that I don't do. Like, I don't do them right now. I'm not going to do them when I'm with you. I'm not going to do them after we get married just because you got to change your heart. This is my don't do list. So, for instance, at the top of my don't do list is atheists. Like, if you're an atheist, you don't believe in nothing other than yourself. You don't believe in Satan or God. Like, you don't believe in nothing bigger than yourself. It's guiding you through it. And plenty of times, I made it through. Because I had prayer warriors back in the fall five that was praying for me to pass my exams, to do have a successful proposal defense, to have a successful, you know, dissertation defense, to get my PhD. The prayer warriors prayed me through that, them 14 months of, you know, literal hell. And so I've made it through, right? But I'm mindful of that. Like, God is moving around. Like, you go, if you see the sun up, you should be saying, God, like God created the Big Bang. I get it. People be like, hey, it's creation. Like, I, like God, it just, the Big Bang happened. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I give it to you, the Big Bang. God created the Big Bang. Like, you can't disprove that he did it or not. So I'm rolling with that. But, yeah, if you're an atheist, that's my don't. I don't do atheists. I don't do that. Second, if you smoke cigarettes, yeah, I don't do that. I don't care how fine you are. You smoke cigarettes? Yeah, it's a carcinogenic in the cigarette. Not only are you trying to kill yourself, but me tongue kissing you with food in my mouth, I would be inhaling secondhand smoke, killing myself to kiss you. I'm not doing that. Yeah, we, we don't do that. I'm, I'm not doing that. And I got some other don't do's that I just ain't going to do, right? Because some women, they want to do things to their man, with their man, while restrained. <laughs> I'm not doing none of that there. Yeah, I'm not doing none of that. So, yeah, that's that's my, I got a long don't do list that I might publish in a book one day. But if you're young, you should be like, hey, it's okay for you to ask what you got. Like, if your credit score is 700 and you 20, it's going to be like you on a college campus, so your credit score is probably high because they're just handing you credit cards. And you'd be like, hey, I'm not dating nobody with a credit score less than 700. I get that. That's a good ask because what you're saying is you don't do irresponsible money management. You're never going to do that. So the things on your don't do list shouldn't change because you fell in love. Ladies, you can't change that man. I don't care how much you love him, how much you cook for him, how much you jump off the ceiling for him. He, the, the silly fan, that ain't going to change him. He is who he is. So don't dim your light so his light can brighten. And don't be thinking, hey, because he got a dim light, I'm going to brighten his light. It ain't going to be bright. <laughs> the term dimwit is a literal one. Some men, they just dim. Right, ladies? And you can't, you can't, you can't brighten their light. You're just there and they not there. So just go ahead and just say, hey, I like intellectual men. I don't do dumb men. Don't do dumb men then. Put that on, on your don't do list, right? Fellas, if you're like, hey, I don't do women that don't work out. <coughs> Excuse me. Like if you, you know, hold on, let me get some more coffee. <coughs> like if that's at the top of your do list, you don't do women that don't work out. Hey, don't do women that don't work out. Don't change. If she ain't working out at 19, she ain't working out at 30. And if she just started working out at 40, yeah, that ain't, she probably 280. You don't want that. You know, it's people that, hey, they was hot when you was in high school. Trust me. 
30 years from now, they're not going to be hot. Some of them ain't going to be hot. Some of them will be still. Some of them ain't going to be hot. So if you don't do that, say it. I don't do that. And don't do it. So, yeah, don't, that's, don't do this. If you dating, the person you marry should be the person that you were supposed to marry because they had a don't-do list. You shared your don't-do list. Y'all narrowed them off. And there, there's room for, you know, collaboration, right? We're going to come together on some things. You don't, you never sky dove. She never shark tank dove. Like, y'all may do that thing, right? Y'all both may like fear. Fear may be a motivator for love or whatever, you know, because it's fear and love, right? Because I fear a whole lot of things about love. Even though love ain't really important to me. Synergy is the most important thing. Love is cool, but it's, it's tertiary to me. But yeah, that's that's it. That's that's my that's my neither nor. My neither's yeah, adult beverage snow cones and yeah, divorce. Like don't get divorced. Stay stay married. Use your protocol, your don't do list protocol. Take that. I, I'll get that to y'all. Take that. We're out in four minutes in. Whew. Well, we not gone do. <laughs> So I talked about the what we not going to do. Yo, people are funny, right? And, and, I, and I appreciate people for the things that they do, right? But what, what we not going to do specifically is shame people who are spontaneous in their love choices. <laughs> we not going to do that. We not going to shame people that are spontaneous in their love choices. Right, so for me, I ain't never had no one night stands, ever. And there's some people that you know they wake up in the morning and they say, "Hey, I'm gonna be spontaneous in my love choice tonight," right? Or at lunch, like they might be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to Subway," you know, and whatever I come out there with, I'm taking the rest of the day off. I'm gonna be spontaneous in my love choice, right? And they may never see that person again. <laughs> but I, I can't relate to that. I don't understand that. I, I've always applied the watermelon application choice. Like watermelon. So when you go shopping, for instance, like watermelons. Like watermelons are hard to select, right? So selecting the watermelon to me is tantamount to selecting the person that you was going to date or have your non-spontaneous love choice with. Right, so when I when I go to watermelons, I, I got a technique, right? So I pick up the watermelon, you know, I put my hands on it, I squeeze on my watermelon, like I listen to my watermelon, right? You know, I sometimes I, I elevate my watermelon, I hold it up in the air like Mufasa and Simba, I hold a watermelon up, you know, and I gaze at the watermelon. I appreciate the weight of the watermelon, you know, because I don't I don't want no heavy watermelons. <laughs> I ain't never had no heavy watermelon and I ain't never gonna have one. So I pick I think about the weight of the watermelon. But here's the deal, I can't see inside the watermelon, right? So when I hold a watermelon, I'm looking for the scars, right? Because watermelons got scars. Just like humans do. Even though I can't see inside the watermelon, I don't want a watermelon that been too beat up. Like some, <laughs> some watermelons is dirty. They extra dirty. They been they got intentions. They've been super beat up. You can tell they've been jostled roughly in the back of the truck. <laughs> 
in the back of the watermelon truck on route to the store, right? Like, I don't want that watermelon. I want a watermelon that's been been lightly handled. You know, it's, it's been lightly handled. It, it has some character. The watermelon don't have no unlofty expectations about how I'm going to consume it, right? It's there. It's a watermelon. It's there to be consumed, right? Or it wouldn't be in the bin. Not the barrel where the crabs be, but in the bin. So when I pick up the watermelon, you know, I go through my ritual. That's what I do. Again, I put my hands on it. I, you know, I, I, I squeeze the watermelon to see if it's if it's right. If it's too soft, nobody want no soft, mushy watermelon. I don't. I ain't never ate a soft, mushy watermelon, and I ain't finna start. 100. So I take that watermelon, and I caress it. Right, I want to get to know it a little better. Again, I elevate that watermelon. I think bigly. <laughs> to use your president's vernacular, I think bigly of the watermelon, right? I might even wash it off and make sure that it's clean and it's right. You know, and then I think about it. I contemplate. I don't buy it right then. I set it back down. I thought it had my way with it, right? I, I took the watermelon back in the bin. Then I go in the store and I go shopping, get some other things that I need in life first. Like I got to prepare for the meal because the watermelon is the icing on top of the cake. The watermelon shouldn't be the main course. Too many of y'all got messed up relationships because you made your watermelon, which is your dessert, the main course. You thought the watermelon was going to make you happy. Watermelon ain't here to make you happy. It ain't here to get you full. It's kind of like empty calories, right? No matter how much watermelon you get, you shouldn't gain no weight from it. It's empty calories. It's extra, right? So you want the relationship to be extra to your happiness. That's how your watermelon should be, right? So I go in, I finish shopping, I come back out, and then I say to myself after thinking about it, this watermelon might be right for me. Then I get that watermelon and I put it in this own separate, you know, plastic bag, separate from all the other food that I got in my bag that I'm shopping with to leave. And then I pay for that watermelon. I might pay for it separately because don't get it twisted, fellas. You're going to pay. <laughs> You're going to pay to eat that watermelon. Make no mistake about it. I pay to eat mine. Hey, I go to Walmart all the time and get the watermelon after I go through my ritual and I pay to eat my watermelon, you know, because you don't know. How that watermelon gonna taste when you eat it? You just don't know. Is it spoiled? You can't tell. Some of y'all been in relationships. Y'all relationship is spoiled. The person you picked is spoiled on the inside. You couldn't see it when you said I do. Because they was giving you. You didn't You didn't go through the watermelon protocols for application of purchasing the watermelon like I do. So you got stuck with the spoiled watermelon. And here's the deal. You can take the watermelon back if you want to. But then you're going to be hesitant. So if your watermelon ain't spoiled, keep that watermelon. It might not be sweet enough when you got it. So you got to let it sit a little bit. Yay, yay. You got to let that watermelon sit. Some of y'all put sugar on your watermelon, right? That five-carat titanium casing, uh, pear-shaped sugar you put on the hand of that. You dig? So that watermelon looking extra sweet, right? So that may do, but some of y'all put salt on that watermelon. That watermelon be extra good till you start saying, man, watermelon, you ugly. Watermelon, you fat. Watermelon, you stupid. I hate being with you, watermelon. You say that to the watermelon, hey, it's going to take, you put the salt on it, it's going to taste terrible. Who puts salt on the watermelon? I don't. I don't put no sugar on the watermelon neither because I think the perfect watermelon should just taste sweet right out the bag, right? You put it in the refrigerator, let it sit 24 hours. I get a watermelon. I let it sit. 
I don't dive into a watermelon. That's what's wrong with some of y'all. Y'all will get the watermelon and want to rush right into it. Bombard it with all your ways that you want to eat it and prepare it. Don't do that. Take your time. Let that watermelon sit. I let that watermelon sit. Get it nice and cold. So when I consume it, it's everything that I wanted it to be. Because I seen that watermelon when it was stacked on top. And I was like, yeah. I don't want that watermelon that's stacked on top. I moved some watermelons out the way to get to the middle of the pack. Found my watermelon and was like, yeah, this the one for me. I thought I went through the applications for it. Some of y'all just rushing in there, getting the first watermelon off the top of the stack. Don't do that. That watermelon too light. That watermelon ain't ripe. You know? It's, it's extra ripe, actually. You don't want that. You don't want the too ripe watermelon. That watermelon's emotionally damaged. <laughs> you don't want that watermelon too ripe. Pass on that watermelon. Get that, that watermelon that's, you know, seen a couple things. You know, not, not necessarily been on a couple trucks. Could be on one truck. One truck is cool. Yeah. Not a couple trucks. Not several trucks. One truck is cool. Right? You get that up. Or just straight from the hand to hand. No trucks at all. That's a good watermelon. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Get that, get that watermelon. But you know, we what we're not gonna do is shame people for their spontaneous love choices. Right? I'm just saying, do what you wanna do. If you wanna get into the spontaneous love choices, that's you. Do that. But evoke the watermelon application. Please do that. Like I said previously, I, that's one thing I don't do. I don't eat watermelon for the white folks. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get into the historic ramifications of it. I just don't do it. That ain't me. You dig? But I'm just saying, like, when you pick your watermelon right, don't be having no spontaneous love choices. And I'm not shaming you if you do. I never had one. I never had a one-night stand. I don't get down like that. And for those of you that do, hey, eat your own. If you just want to go out there and just grab the first watermelon and be mad because... It had seeds in it, and they seeds was in your stomach, and your stomach was. <laughs> you got diarrhea because of that watermelon. Because <laughs> you ate them seeds, that's on you. Like you should have said, hey, I need the GMO. No seeds, watermelon, right? <laughs> this analogy is nuts. <laughs> but y'all get what I'm saying. Spontaneous love choices. If that's what you want to do, go out there and do your thing. I'm not going to do that. That ain't me. That ain't me. <laughs> Talking about boy, oh boy, oh boy. This ties into it. Like, here's the question. Since you like protocols, what's your dating protocols for work? This is a quick answer. Ain't none. Don't date at work. Don't do it. And even though this, this is a lot of overlap, this ain't a dating podcast. I don't talk about dating, but it just seems like all this overlap to this just boils down to this. Don't date at work. If I know you from work, I'm not dating you. Yeah, if we if we equals, not dating you. If you my supervisor, not dating you. If you uh if I'm your supervisor, I damn sure ain't dating you then. Uh, uh hold on. Like, if I'm your supervisor, a damn sure ain't dating you. Because that ain't going to end right. And I, yeah, I'm not dealing with that there. That situation, not dealing with that, right? You can't, it's law. It ain't laws. Well, actually, 
<laughs> so at my university, which will go unnamed, you can take a student to the office. Uh, or whatever they call it. The, I don't know what they call it. Let's just say K-12. And you can say, as an adult, you and the student can sign a paper that says we're going to date. So we're going to get busy. But I promise to not teach this student in the class while I'm dating them. Which to me is suicide. It's academic suicide for the student. Because let me be clear. If I, talk, if I call Dr. Goins and say, hey, man, uh, this student right here is a headache. They trash. They lied on me. They don't appreciate it. They methodology is trash. Like, if I do that, yeah, he going to be, yeah. So, so professors can impact students negatively after the breakup, right? So don't do that. You don't do that. If you at work and you work with somebody that's extra cool, work with that person, but don't date that person. That's, I won't say that's ignorant. That's not an ignorant question that you're asking. That's a great question. Don't date people that you work with. Yeah, because you don't want to get somebody pregnant that you work with. That's, that's just going to take, man, I, I can't even imagine. Y'all don't break. If y'all break up, yeah, they got you. You're going to be paying child support because she know where you work. <laughs> and you can't be on some, yeah, I don't got no job. Yeah, she's right there. You're going to get caught up. Just so don't, yeah. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't date people that you work. I done seen it go extra crazy. I done seen cars get keyed. I done seen tires being flat. Yeah, I done seen, you know, I done heard people was, you know, in people's living rooms, uh, talking to people's spouses because they got the Holy Ghost and they feel guilty, so they admitted everything. And, you know, like Biggie said, uh, why blow up my spot because we both got hot and I check it. Like, I, I get that. Yeah, so don't. To avoid all that, as to the question is, don't date nobody that you work with. Ain't no protocol for that. That protocol is don't. No. Say no. No, just say no. Yeah. Evoking the Lord Bush. Or was that Ronald Reagan? Yeah, anyway, I, I got presidential on my mind because it's the night of debates. Again, I want to see the end of how they do it because I don't know who, you know. I, I haven't decided. Sidebar. So, I, so I'm watching from afar. Like Kamala Harris, I believe, is the person who could beat Trump if black people support her, but they probably not because you know how black people be doing sometimes. Like Kamala Harris' record as a prosecutor, black people going to say, hey, she was too harsh on black people and people of color, right? They were saying Obama, he deported more Latino, more people of color than any other president. Or, like, you know, they just... We more we more harsh on the people we love, I think, than we should be, right? Be harsh on the policy. But I think Kamala Harris, because she was harsh on law, everybody want to be safe, right? And I think she'll have some, some policies that people of color and white people that voted for Trump that was Democrat might vote for her on, right? And so we'll see what happens. Bernie, madman, I would never vote for him, first of all. He's saying that college should be free. Who Anybody saying college should be free? Hey, get out of here with that 100%. It, it ain't no other industry where you ask people to work for free. Because here's the deal. If college, if people don't got to pay for college, how are you going to pay the professors? If the professors can't get paid, you, you essentially ask the professors to take a pay cut if ain't no tuition. Tuition funds universities. Some universities, they get paid. University of Oregon getting paid by Nike. And the state legislature. So they ain't got to really depend on the state legislature, 
right? So they may only get 8% of funds from the legislature. But University of Utah may get 35%. Like, tuition matters. Nobody should go to school for free. I hear what y'all saying. Now, college loan debt forgiveness? Huh? Maybe, maybe no interest loans. But you need to pay that money back. Everybody need to pay their college debt back, right? So maybe it should be no interest loans where you pay the money back that you borrowed. That'd be cool. Or if you went through, a, you did something, in the, something, something, and talked for so many years, they did you go for free, debt forgiveness. I'm for that. But, like, just if I was the bank, hold it. That's like, I know several people that owe me money. Ain't no debt forgiveness. I'm going to get all my money back. 100%. If it's a year from now, you're going to pay me my money. And you know who you are because you listen to this podcast. You owe me money, but I ain't tripping. So, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Kamala Harris, she probably going to do well. I ain't vote for Joe Biden because she ain't apologized, right, to Anita for the way he was talking to her, to Anita Hill, back during the, when they were just out to throw her all the way under the bus for Clarence Thomas. Who, that's a whole nother discussion. But yeah, I ain't voting for Biden. I ain't voting for uh, uh, Bernie. I ain't voting for, you know, so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that Obama-esque person. I thought it was going to be Beto. Yeah, unless he do the good. I'm going to check it out, see if he do well. We're going to see who make it. Because whoever make it, go have to stand up to Trump. 100%. Because he disrespected Hillary Clinton. And i, I never seen a white man disrespect a white woman like that. I thought that was going to be the reason he lost. But she won the popular vote by like 2 million votes. You know, so that's a whole other thing. Do we need electoral college? I don't think so. I want a true democracy. Every vote that was counted counts. And whatever the tally is, that's how we elect the president. Electoral college is archaic and we need to get away from it. I don't even know how I got off that because this damn show ain't no political podcast. This ain't no political uh Podcast. I don't do that. Anyway, the detangle. Final section. We are hour twenty minutes in. Here's the detangle. If you ain't right, don't try to make other people ain't right like you. Misery loves company is trash. And I see people. You sad, so you try to make other people sad. You getting a divorce, so you tell your friends get a divorce. For little or nothing. You ain't got no job. So you telling people, how you going to let your boss talk to you like that? If I was you, I'll get out of that situation. Yeah, they don't need your advice. So keep your advice to yourself. If you ain't right, don't make other people ain't right. Don't do that. That's a simple detangle. Elevate, elevate, elevate. Not only your watermelons. <laughs> But elevate yourself, man. It's okay to go into your corner and take a break. Get some water. Get the cut person to cut the bleeding off your face, you know, and then get back in the game. Anyway, Facade Podcast, Season 1, Episode 15 is done. We out here. We got a new medium, Facade Podcast Connects. I did Season 1, Episode 1 with Hip Hop by the Numbers. Great young cat. Overseas, white male, knows his hip-hop from a quantitative perspective. I interviewed him for an hour. People have come to me and asked me, can they be on a facade podcast? No, I'm not interviewing anybody. My therapist assigned me to do this. This is me for me, right? But I will interview you if you love hip-hop culture on Facade Podcast Connects. So anyway, we on all mediums, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google. Check it out, Facade Podcast. Season 1, Episode 15 has concluded. And remember, this Doc Hotch, son of hip-hop, we maraud for ears.